Welcome to the Park County Dugout Coaches Corner with today's special guest, Nick Cote, the Rangers head football coach, uh, Tucker Shepardson, uh, Cole Bards, and any moment now, hopefully, Ryan Bauer, uh, three of the, uh, the best linebackers in the, uh, the state. Um, today's episode is uh, sponsored by State Farm and Dean Hendrickson and Silo Espresso, uh, the little red hut behind the uh, bowling alley for probably the best coffee in, in town. Um, I'm super excited to talk about last night's game. Uh, I don't know what it was like for you guys out on the field, but last night the uh, Rangers got to play up at Bobcat Stadium thanks to uh, Nate Parsegian and uh, the AD from Butte Central. Uh, Coach, what was that? What was it like playing in the stadium? I think it was an enjoyable experience for a lot of our kids. It's something that uh, they might, some of them, I mean, to be frank, the majority of them won't get to play collegiate ball at the Division One level, and playing in Division One uh, stadium is a pretty special experience. It's really nice facilities. Uh, it was. It was great. I mean, I, I think everything about it was great. I just wish the outcome was a little different. Yeah. Well, it was a beautiful night. Yes. It was in the low 50s. Uh, no no clouds. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, no wind. Yeah. Uh, William, I got to take my uh, son to the game down in the field uh, behind the, uh, the Rangers bench most of the game. He was stupid enough to wear shorts and uh, and sandals. <laughs> Despite my warnings, I told him, uh, "You're gonna wear that." He said, "Yeah." I said, "I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving at all to get you socks or pants." Sure enough, by the end of the first quarter, he was freezing to death. Ended up calling the wife who uh, who came to the rescue. Um, Boys, Tucker, yeah. what was it like for you playing uh, at Bobcat Stadium? Uh, it was different, obviously, but I didn't really let it affect me. I just played the game how I always would have, and just it didn't really change anything. So just continue to play how I usually would. Were you able to soak it in, though, at all, the, before the game started, soak in the atmosphere? Uh, I've been down on the field a couple times, and I've wrestled in college stadiums and stuff like that, so for me, it didn't really affect me much. Um, I know a couple of the guys, once we got down onto the field, they were looking around, and you could tell it hit them differently, but I just stayed focused and did what I needed to do. How about you, Paul? How was it? I mean, I, I grew up a Bobcat fan, so... I've been there a couple of times, but yeah, when we first got on the field, I had to soak it in, but throughout the middle of the game, I honestly forgot we were on the Bobcat Stadium. It was just a regular game to me, and I was just, it just kind of felt like a normal game. It was definitely a fun experience, though. Um, your brother, who played uh, four years? Two years? Two years on the uh, Rangers. He... He was. He didn't get to uh, enjoy that. Does he? Did you call him at all? Did, did folks call him and tell him that that you're going to play in Bobcat Stadium? Oh shoot! Yeah, that's you. My brother. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> did you rub it in his face that you got to play in Bobcat Stadium? Um. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a Bobcat now, so he, he didn't really. He didn't really care that I played on the stadium, just more of a track person, so. Yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, I kind of bragged to him a little bit, because he didn't get to do that when he played. But I don't think he really cared. Uh, Ryan Bauer has joined us. 
Uh, Ryan, what was your uh, impression of playing at Bobcat Stadium last night? You know, it was pretty cool. I mean, not not uh, not a lot of people get to do that. Like, yeah, I mean, not a lot of people get to go play on like a like college field, and that was pretty fun. One thing I gotta uh, address right away. <clears throat> I wonder if any of you during the game. Uh, noticed the amount of student body that showed up for the game last night um you know I that was more people that I mean since it was at Bobcat Stadium I figured it'd be a good show out but that was more people than I expected that's probably about double than what we even have at our home games here so uh, it was pretty cool because it was it was just the whole like basically the whole community just came out and it was it's pretty fun. Uh, Lori Dust and uh, Becky Eiler and I were talking about that. Um, I asked them if they paid the students to actually come. <laughs> that that's what I first said. But they showed up probably late in the first quarter, started the second quarter. But it seemed like everybody came in mass. It wasn't one or two trickling in. It was a couple of hundred of, of your uh, fellow peers who came to cheer you on. Um, there were times in the fourth quarter when they were so loud. Uh, it, was, it was just amazing. For, for me, who, who I didn't go to park, and, and I haven't. This is not now the fourth fourth year that I've lived here. Um, they were amazing. That was amazing. If it was held at McLeod Field, uh, where the Rangers play their home games, uh, the student section and the section next to it, I think, would have been filled. Do you think so, Tucker? Um, I bet it would have been would have been pretty close to that. Um, I definitely feel like we had a couple more uh, of our peers show up just because we were in the Cats Stadium, so that was pretty cool. And especially with the shape of the stadium, I think it amplified the noises of everything, which was really cool. Um, Coach, did you uh, pay any attention to that, students? I did pay attention, especially, like you said, in the fourth quarter when we needed them to be loud. It actually got loud, and it was, it was pretty impressive. Uh, I think the amount of people there, I mean, it's, it's tough to judge in that big of a stadium, but I think we would have easily filled McLeod Field with the amount of people there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt at all. Um, well, unfortunately, uh, we don't have good news in, in as much as you lost 21-14, to 14, but uh, it, was, it was an amazing effort. Um, but I want to talk about I think I play late in the second second quarter, maybe, uh, to start off discussion of the game. Tucker, it was one play where Ryan Miller threw a beautiful 40-yard pass to you or 35-yard pass to you in the end zone. Uh, to say you were mugged would be an understatement. Um, horse collared by one guy, arms grabbed by the other guy. Uh, ball bouncing off of you but your arms were pinned by the defenders and no flag was thrown and all you could do is throw your arms up in the air and look at the referee uh what happened that play um so coming into this game I think we all knew that I was going to get pretty focused when we were on the offensive side of the ball um so we were all we all knew that they were going to guard me pretty heavily. I don't think we expected them to double-team me the whole night. And they they played hard to try to keep me from getting the ball. And I think they were pretty successful at it. But even then, still managed to put some yards up. And it, I just did all I could. So. Um, you really weren't... Uh, targeted too much last night on the receiving end. Um, it was more uh, Magnus Sloth and uh, Tyler Grenier, uh 
the thunder and lightning approach of the, uh, the Rangers. Um, <clears throat> Coach, what was your uh, game plan going in? Well, I thought we could have a lot of success up front against their front. Um, to their credit, they played a lot better than they showed on film. Um, but it kinda, we kind of got off schedule the first half where we'd get behind the chains and be in second and 13s, which pretty much kills our ability to run the ball because I, going into the game, I knew it was going to be a three-yard, four-yard, three-yard, and hope as the game went on, those would turn into 10, 15-yard runs. But when you're at the beginning of the game and you're in a second and 13, you realize that you can't run it for a first down and two downs. So being behind the chains in the first half really put us off schedule. Uh, the second half, we were able to play more of our type of football, where it was three, four yards. Unfortunately, because of execution or um, because of good effort by the other team, we weren't able to cash in on two long drives that were going pretty well. Uh, and that's that's the downside of the kind of type of football we play. Like we are we are a run first team, play action pass second, and we're going to consume a lot of clock to get down the field. And if you consume a lot of clock and don't score, it makes it really hard on yourself. Uh, the other thing I would say is that I think um, like overall the players had great effort from the beginning to the end. It's In the seven years I've been here, it's been the first team that I've seen that plays to the whistle, to the last whistle. Like, this game wouldn't have been this close if we were the park high from maybe three or four years ago. Uh, I think we probably would have folded our tent when we went down seven to nothing. And to our players' credit, they fought to the very end to keep us in this game. From a fan's perspective, my perspective, I felt like he dominated the game. Um, in the trenches, he dominated, dominated the game. Uh, Logan, Logan Jurgensen had an outstanding game on the corner. Uh, he shut down uh, Peoples. Yeah, I think, I don't Ryan think Miller. he... Ryan Miller had about four or five deep pass breakups that were pretty impressive. I don't, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think Peoples caught, caught a pass he the did whole not. game. He didn't catch a single ball. Uh, he, I think he had one. He had a reverse. Yeah. I think he had one on like the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, no, number no, one. Number, Number one. one, yeah, that was Peoples. I, I yeah, think, I think he, he isn't he the one that scored the touchdown first quarter. He's the, second he, quarter. he's the one who scored the touchdown, but um, I don't think Logan had him at that time. And <clears throat> speaking of that touchdown, you guys are the, the trio, the linebackers. And and opening up today, I mentioned that you were the best. Uh, you guys probably are the best uh, when, when it comes to Class A. You, you just, you're always getting to the ball. Um, Keeley, though, last night, quarterback for Butte Central on that eight-yard pass uh, to Peoples in, in the uh, second, it was about seven minutes left in the second quarter. He, uh, he looked to the right and he seemed to freeze you guys. And then he went over to Peoples on the left, uh, who was um, all basically wide open. Um, and those short pass plays, Cole, what is it that you're responsible for? Uh, I got the third receiver. So if he runs uh, like if he runs out, I gotta call out to my two linebackers out here to let him know, and I watch for someone coming in to hit him. Um, in the first half, you you agree with me, Ryan, that you basically dominated the game? Uh, yeah. Like the first half, our defense was that's as good as you can get for a high school football team. We had like four, four or five goal line stops and even in, even in that uh, second half too, we, they got like a first and ten, they had like a first first down on their own, on our five yard line and we stopped them all four plays. 
I think we even drove him back to about the 10. You, uh, there's about two minutes left in the first half when they had first down at the, uh, at the six yard line? Yes. Yeah, at the six yard line. <laughs> Every single play was just smash mouth football. <laughs> you guys, you stopped them. Uh, you went where Tyler, Tyler came up and uh, stopped uh, Keeley, the quarterback, and a run up the middle um, on the first play. And then there's you. I have this great picture <clears throat> um, of you, Ryan, going in and hitting, hitting him from the side. <laughs> but <laughs> it seemed like trying like a Dickens to uh, strip the ball from him. Is that, what, is that right? Yeah, I think, was it the one where uh, it was like a big old group tackle? And we... It was just the two of you, right off the bat. Oh. Just Gurnier just stood him up, and you came in and cleaned it up, but you were going for the ball. Yeah, I always try and go, whenever somebody's just wrapping him up, I try and go for the ball first off, because, uh, like you said, he, he stood him up, so I was probably thinking, try and go get the ball since he's not really going anywhere. Uh, and there's going to be more people rallying to him, so he's going to go down and just try and get the ball while they don't blow the whistle. All, all three of you, uh, including uh, who's, who's 42? Ryder Clayton. Ryder Clayton. <laughs> yeah, Ryder Clayton. The kid with the with the best foot, football name in the, in high school. <laughs> um, all three of you guys just and Ryder next three plays really stopped them, helped, helped out. What do you think, Tucker? Um, I definitely feel like this is probably our best defensive game of the year so far, and uh, we're just going to keep getting better. Our defense, I mean, every day in practice, we're just getting better and better, and I think next Friday, uh, with this game, they have a pretty good defense, from my understanding, but ours is better. And so as long as we can shut them down, we have a pretty good shot at taking the game. And then, uh, how much, about a minute left in the game? You get, When you guys got the ball back down there, you called, uh, what, what was that, off tackle for Tyler? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were honestly just trying to get out of the half. They... Butte Central knew we were just, because we were down inside our own 10, and like I said, with the way we play offense, we're not really built to get a 90-yard hit there. Uh, so we're trying to run the clock out after second down. I think we had a one or two yard gain. They called a timeout. So I just called a counter play to open, you know, just to run some more clock, and he broke it free for the longest run of the game of 62 yards. Uh, he, he felt bad that he didn't get in the end zone. He came to the sideline. He's like, I just don't feel like I can run full speed. I was like, it looked pretty full speed to me. It's just the other guys had an angle on you. That, and that's going to happen. Good, kudos to them to having a good angle. Uh, they did. They, yeah. Those two guys definitely had an angle. Um, <clears throat> Cole, you, uh, do you block on his side, or is that more of Liam's, Liam's blocking on that side? On that 62-yard run, yeah. it was, uh, I believe, 24 counter. So Bauer pulled across and hit the guy on the outside, and I took the guy in front of me. And me and Bauer pretty much pushed him in opposite directions, which opened up that hole. And then Tucker leads through yeah. behind that. That was. Uh, <clears throat> I was up in the stands by then, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was standing next to Dale Sexton. Uh, and watching, boy, Tyler just bolted yeah. out of there. Uh, but I want to give him a hard time for uh, getting caught, <laughs> even though they did have the angle. But with his track speed, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but then the penalty pushed you back, and uh, you, you just stalled out. Well. I don't think we had a penalty. I thought you did. No. No? Yeah, we had one offsides penalty on defense, and that was it. On an alignment. That was it. Um, you, uh, but we had an incomplete pass. That's and then what it was. We had a pretty good play set up for Tucker in the corner of the end zone. The ball maybe wasn't exactly where it should be, and uh, 
Tucker had to slow down, which gave the defender an opportunity to make a play on that ball. Um, in second, in halftime, uh, did you guys get to use uh, Montana State's locker room, or were you no. visitors? We, we were under the stands. Yeah. Oh, you didn't even get to go in there? No. Hey. We got to use our field. And take take a little shine off of it, off of the experience. Um, so, coming out, what was your game plan again coming out of the second half? Because you just. I thought we just had to be ourselves. I mean, because really the first half offensively was execution problems, being put in bad situations. Like I said, if we're a three, four yards at a time team and we start inside the 10, that's 90 yards at three, four plays. That's a 13-play drive. And at any level of football, it's tough to have 13-play drives that turn into points. I mean, there's whole defenses that are set up to make teams have to go more than 10 plays because they know eventually an offense is going to make a mistake or sputter out. So it's it's tough when you're behind the chains. So the message was that we had to be we had to be us and execute like like the team that we are. And unfortunately then you uh, ended up throwing an interception early on in the third quarter. Yes. Uh, got returned for a pick six out of the way uh, about forty yards. Uh, what'd you see in that play? Well, I'll keep. I will just say that's not the play that was called, um, and uh, that's bad coaching on me that we had that kind of a miscommunication. Uh, we kind of had miscommunication and a little bit of panic set in, and that's that's me not preparing the players well enough. Um, I felt at the moment at at, at the moment it could have been a deflating time for the team. Uh, 14 nothing. extra point was good. Um, midway through the third quarter, and you don't have any points on the board. But then I also thought, hey, the Rangers have been dominating. Uh, they can get 14 points quickly. Um, no sweat. Um, was there any... Uh, any talk of uh, losing or despair on the on the, uh, the sideline? Uh, no, we all knew that we could come back and win the game. So I think that gave us more of an incentive to play harder. And I think once they got up 14 to nothing, I think that's when everyone really flipped that switch in their head, and that's when we really started playing the best we could. Now, in the third quarter, you guys had a long, sustained drive. Ended up uh, at the 23-yard line, I think. We ended up at 12-yard line. Um, one of those plays, though, was a pass to you in the end zone tuck. Number eight broke it up. That wasn't that drive. That was the drive right before. Right before. Oh, right before half. That's the one you were talking about. Uh, you, you, the ball was. Uh, it, it was. I don't know. I guess it was a little bit behind you. Um, it was a pretty good throw. Um, number eight made uh, a nice play. He slipped his hand in at the last moment and deflected the pass. Uh, but you turned to your referee. Do you remember that? He went that close. Yeah. Um, so when I did look at the ref, that was on a different play, like one of the first drives of the game. But I was running this corner route, and number eight shoved me in the back, and I couldn't turn to make a play on the ball. And that's why the ref didn't fl- throw the flag. It's because I didn't make a play on the ball. But it's kind of hard, too, when you get hit in the back and the ball is already pretty much to you. So, um, Now, was it the fourth quarter that the black punt occurred? Yes. Yeah, just at the start of the fourth quarter. Um, you had pushed them back, and they were punting out of their own end zone. Yeah. And it was, it was, it's funny because it's, it's a play that we actually used against Butte Central three years ago. We knew that they can't block 
that scheme very well if we, we come at them with our pump block. And it was a perfect time to call it. I turned to Coach Fox and I said, we got a pump block right here, pump block right here. And Ryan Bauer got the block. Who recovered it? Did you recover? Tucker recovered it for the touchdown. So, yeah. I and you, at, come, you came through pretty much clean, right? They didn't touch you. The whole game I was. Yeah. Their first, like, four punts, I was maybe, like, a half yard away from blocking all three of them. That's, that's what I was going to add. Uh, about three times, because I, have, I took photographs of them, uh, you were breaking free. You were getting so close to blocking his punt. Um, walk us through the one that you actually did block. So before the play, uh, I think they might have called a timeout or something before that. Oh yeah, ended a ended a quarter. Yeah. So ended a quarter. Uh, Coach Fox gets us all in a huddle and says, like, look, you got you got to block this. We're calling Thundercat, which is like our block where everybody just goes all out, tries to go block it. And so that whole game, uh, so, so our regular run, it's the same thing on my side. It's me and Magnus. Uh, I just told Magnus, try and make as much as a mess with that. The first initial guy is the only guy that can block me. And so I just told Magnus, try and take up as much of him as I can so I can run three. And then uh, that was it. Like, he got enough of him so where he, he couldn't, like, get a chip or anything on me. And so I just ran free and got the block. That's, uh, that's the sweetest sound in all of football. Nice double hit. Yeah, but when it happens for you, but that's yeah. that was a loud whack. Uh, what, where did it hit you? Um, I have no idea. To be, I think it's my wrist because it's very swollen right now. But <laughs> like wrist, face mask, yeah. legs. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to look on the film, but from what I've heard from Tucker, it hit me in my hands, and then it hit my face mask, and then it hit the ground, and so, um, yeah. Uh, Tucker, you fell on that for a touchdown. Yeah, so funny thing about that is I watched Bauer block it, and I saw it fall right in front of the punter's feet, and I, so I like slowed down a bit because I thought he was going to fall on the ball, and I didn't want to absolutely smear him on the ground. And he just kind of stood there and looked at it, and I was like, free touchdown. So I, gra- no, I, I jumped yelled, onto I it. I just saw someone like, grab the ball! <laughs> yeah. Did you dive up for the ball? No, I was uh, kind of what Magnus did for Bauer. I was on yeah. Tucker's side, and I said, Tucker, I'm going to hit this guy. You just run around. Don't even worry about him. So I smoked the guy, and then, and then I saw the ball, and I was like, get it, get it, get it. And I saw Tucker jump on it. Oh. Coach, you can't understate the uh, momentum change at, at that point. Yeah, that was a, that was a big deal. Uh, it gave us, you know, we've been playing really good defensively, and it, I think it, Energized us, gave us a lot of life. Um, the uh, certainly energized the student body, yeah, uh, who was jumping up and down and going nuts. I know where they were positioned um, in the stadium from their angle, they'd have a hard time seeing what happened there. Seeing they could see the block, but yeah. they'd be somewhat uh, blocked as far as seeing her cover. Uh, you were all smiles. Yes. On the sideline afterwards. Yeah. I love I love good special teams play. You know, I my my philosophy a lot of times on special teams is uh, don't lose us a game, but it can win you a game. That's that's what I, I don't want special teams ever to lose us a game, but I really like it when it gives you a chance to win a game. Plus, it kind of makes up when you start scoring defensive touchdowns, and we evened up out the defensive touchdown. Then, then you feel a lot better. When you give one up, you want to get one back for free. And that was our free back. Who's your uh, field goal kicker? Paxton. Um, he made the extra point. Yep. Then you uh, proceeded to uh, stop them on their next series. Got the ball back. And... Uh, a little wonderful. drive going and yeah. gave them the ball back, unfortunately. We, we had, uh, I think it was four or five really good play runs in a row where we were doing four or five at a time. 
felt like we were wearing them down. Like we were getting to the point where those four and five yard runs were going to turn into 10 and 15 yard runs. And actually I watched, just watched it before I went here again and watched film again. And you could see that that was happening. The gaps were starting to get bigger. We were starting to wear them down. We were winning the game that we wanted to play. And then unfortunately we put the ball on the ground and that kind of swings the momentum back and energizes the other team. Cole, did you feel that you were getting tired uh, at the line? Yeah, I definitely felt that. During the first half, it was definitely a fight on the line. But as we were moving, I could tell they were tired. And I, I witnessed the, the fumble happen because I was pulling for Magnus. And I hit the guy, and I looked to my left, and I just see him strip it out. And, I just, and then when they picked it up, you could see all the linemen just have a big smile on their face and I, you could definitely feel the tension stirring. Yeah, he was slow though. He was, it was just his weight helped him. He pretty much, he pretty much would just lean on you. The one that was giving me the most work was number 79. He was probably, probably 250, but he was, he was, he was strong. He was definitely their best. He was strong. Um, I on one on one of the uh, I think it was like a, a zone right or zone left. He would have just picked up, picked he like picked me up and hip he like hip threw me. I was like holy shit, god. <laughs> I got up, went back to the huddle. I was like yeah, I got I got my ass kicked on that one. But, not, not afraid to admit it. N yeah, he did he did it to me once or twice that game. I was kind of mad about about it myself, but what can I do about it now? No. Um, then, after the fumble, when they had the ball, they still looked like you were controlling them, man. Yep. Controlling the field, controlling positioning. Yeah, I think we forced uh, a three and out there. Yeah. You got the ball back. And we're and with long field to go again, unfortunately. With 2.39 left yep. in the game, uh, it was fourth down. You're at the 10 or 12 yard line, something like that, yep. and uh, you decided to punt. Yep. I uh, I questioned that. Uh, shows why I don't coach, but uh, <laughs> for many reasons. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I turned to my boy William and I said, hey, if you punch, he's giving it to them. They, you had two timeouts left. Yep. You could control the clock some, but one first down would, would crush all hopes that you had. Yeah. At, at least, again, I thought. Uh, what was your thinking at the time? Well, my thinking at the time was I had two timeouts. Um, I've had games get out of control when we went. We felt like we had to go for it on fourth down. It's still only, at that point, a 14-7 to game. Our defense, so on that drive, they ended up scoring which ended up being, I think, a 50-yard drive, yard drive, and it was all runs. So at that point in the game, our defense, if you look at it, for the game had only given up 65 rushing yards. So at that point in the game, we had only given up 15 yards rushing. So I, was, I had all the faith in the world with two timeouts. I was getting the ball back with about a minute and a half left. So that's the thinking that went into that. I knew our defense was, was, was controlling them. Unfortunately, they found some quarterback run plays that gave us some fits, and we 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 had bad run fits on a couple plays, and and that hurt us. So, but I think on that long on that long quarterback run that he, that Keeley made, I think he sent his receivers out across the field, which opened it up, opened that side up, and somebody missed somebody missed a tackle. Yeah, and that that happens. Missed tackles happen, and. You know, bad run fits are going to happen throughout the game. It's just, it's just nature of the game. That's what, as an offensive guy, I'm hoping a guy makes a mistake over there and isn't perfect the whole game. Um, unfortunately, we just weren't perfect at the right time. But the other thing you can look at is they scored, and we, well, they had to kick the ball back to us with about a minute and a thirty or something like that. And then we had a play that came right back and evened out that momentum. And, and got that touchdown back, and that might not have happened if we wouldn't have allowed it. You know, it's a lot of ifs in football, and we, 
we might not have had a quick touchdown if we wouldn't have gave up a quick touchdown to them. <laughs> um, I know that you're on the kickoff return, uh, Ryan. Um, are any of you, are you two on this kick? Tucker's on the kickoff return. And I'm on kickoff return. So we're all on return. Did Did you, you, on that return, yeah. I Look, was standing about 10 yards away from where Tucker just absolutely leveled a guy at about midfield to break that whole play open. Because uh, I was questions whether that was going the whole way. We had a good like good return setup, and we knew we were getting good field position, but there was one guy that was to make the tackle, and he didn't exist anymore after Tucker took care of him. So, I had, actually, so that was Magnus who laid the guy out. So Magnus laid a guy out, but for Miller to get that far up the field, I ended up having to drive a guy like pretty much to the sideline. And I think on that specific return, we all had very good blocks. And I don't. Th- I think if even one of us missed a block, I don't think it would have gone. So I'm glad everyone did what they were supposed to on that. Yeah, Miller scored. That makes it, and and the extra points good. <laughs> yeah, I had to ask. I got to ask. I got. Let's jump back. What in the world? <laughs> You went for a field goal. Yes. 14 to nothing. Uh, how much time was left when you went? Was that the fourth quarter? Or was that late in the That third? was the third. Because we were, we were, you know, third and I want to say it was eight or nine. At about, you know, the I think it was the 18, 19, something like that. Well within our field goal kicker's range. And like I said, I had faith in our defense that we were getting the ball back. And... Field goals can be the difference between winning and losing the game. With points at a premium, though. Yes. That points at a premium, I'm taking three. That would have made it 14 to three. Yeah. How does the math add up? The math adds up that we're going to score. I, I have to think that we're going to score again. Um, I got to take the points that are there. Because fourth, fourth and eight is not a guarantee of the points. The way our kicker kicks, that's pretty much a guaranteed three points on the board. It was blocked. Yeah, and it was unfortunately blocked. Um, I got to tell you though, the way your defense played, uh, well, I always agree with you anyway. <laughs> but the way your defense played, you were getting the ball back. You were always getting the ball back yep. when you thought you were. Um, so now you have to go for the onside kick. Uh, Cole, what did you see? On the onside kick? Yeah. Um, I was surprised they put eight out there. <laughs> I, I, I did not see that coming. But I, I went up to Magnus because I was like, I was like, you see number eight, kill him, take his head off. And I was yelling it from the sideline. I was like, we got smoke number eight, smoke number eight. Yeah, and then that's who they wanted to recover that. And then as as we were running, I just see eight get blown back, and then like ten other dudes just jump on the ball. Who recovered? Magnus. He made the, the hit and he recovered the ball. Oh, no, I don't think he made the hit. But was, I, I told I, him the hit, but I, I hit the guy. You hit yeah, him. so number eight was basically the lone guy in the middle. And uh, the way our onside kick is, everybody just scrunches up in the middle, uh, take off the first guy you see, and then just get just make like a wall almost and pop on the ball as soon as it's ten. Successful since I installed it three years ago, three or four years ago, because there's just it's very difficult because you as an offensive team, because our kicker's instructed to kick a kick that's going to go 10 or 11 yards, which is going to be a very slow kick. And we have three or four guys that are just their whole job is to hit the guy trying to recover it. They're not trying to recover the ball because they're going to get to the 10 yards before the ball is going to get to the 10 yards. And when it's kicked right, I think that we have recovered that every single time we've done it. Uh, that that it's, ball. And I, I, I'm honestly, I sat in bed last night and I told my wife, I said, I think we're about three years from that being outlawed, that kick, onside kick. Because the way football is gone is they will only allow you now to have six players on one side so that you can't do the old onside kick where you did the thing to the angle and you had three guys blow up one guy. Yeah, so... They've eliminated that for player safety. So we found the loophole that gets around that 
the player safety, and we said, well, just fine. If you're going to give us five, we're going to put five within ten yards, and we're just going to blow up the same one guy. Uh, <laughs> it was number eight. He was talking trash the whole game. So, who, Who's the unlucky ranger that has to uh, take that position in practice? Uh, Dossie. Yeah, it's usually an offensive it's usually, That's why Dossie didn't play last night. <laughs> no, sure. no, no, no. <laughs> it's usually an offensive lineman that doesn't want to do it. And honestly, the only way to combat that is, and I, it takes it takes somebody who is very brave because they have to attack the ball before it gets to ten yards if they want to get that ball. It, <laughs> you also had a. Uh, Fortuitous bounce yes, on the kick. That's the way. That's the way it's coached. Yes, Paxson is extremely good at those kicks. Um, he sits out there for about an hour after practicing, practicing kicks usually. Now you had uh, Logan Jurgensen at quarterback uh-huh. most of the fourth quarter. Yep. Uh, just to, just for a change of pace. Yeah, I thought that we needed to uh, maybe stretch the field a little more and um, Logan has his strengths and one of them he, he's a really good passer um, but the other thing that allows us to do is one of our fastest players Ryan Miller we're going to make a receiver at that point and stretch teams vertically so it makes our offense a little more dynamic and it's not so much that we're saying Logan's a better quarterback than Ryan or Ryan's not as good as Logan or however you want to say that it's that when we put Ryan out there, it adds a dynamic to our offense that can sometimes make a difference, especially when you're trying to get points fast. So we're going to try and integrate that a little more this week where we get to use Ryan's speed. Who's um, number 12? That's Curry, isn't it? Yes. Um, you used him um, primarily as your communication. Yep. Uh, that's something new. Last last games you used Magnus and him, and we kind of uh, switched back guy. and forth. We switched back and forth. The first games we were running it in with receivers. Um, then we got to the end of one of the games. I think it was against Big Timber. We were running it in with running backs. Um, but communication because of crowd noise was actually harder than I thought it was going to be. Because um, we have hand signals that tell which play card to look at, but then I got it yell the number and the quarterbacks kept going what 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 not hearing it so at that point I had to start running it in with receivers or having receivers come to the halfway point and get that um did you guys think that uh you were gonna make the comeback there when you recovered the onside kick and got the ball um all the start like all the stars were aligned and we just got that kick kickoff touchdown and then like what we needed was an onside and we got that perfectly we're, we're at about like the 50 yard line or so uh, like minute 30 left in the game and uh, down a touchdown I thought I really thought, like all the stars line I was like this is this is it that we're gonna go get that game uh, the last pass that you guys made was to Tucker yeah you uh, were double teamed yeah that was their that was their theme of the night is double team me I feel like I mean, I feel like... We were trying to use Tucker as a decoy on that play. Yeah. Unfortunately, lack of communication or execution, we we throw it to the guy that we were trying to use as a decoy. Because the guy that we were intending the pass to go to would probably still be running towards the end zone right now. That's Miller. Yes. Because there was no one within 10 yards of him. You know... uh, it's, that happens. It happens. It's part of football. It's, it's tough, you know. You're, you're a young quarterback. You're, yep. you're back there. You're being rushed. And, uh... Yeah, I think we all understand that that happens. I mean, all these guys play positions where every once in a while you make a mistake and, and it happens. You know, uh, the average fan doesn't notice as much when an offensive lineman doesn't pull correctly or the H misses his – crack on an end or something like that uh, but when a quarterback the positions amplify because everybody's looking at the ball and he's got the ball so everybody's looking at the ball and I don't think the average fan really appreciates um, 
the fact that good defense and good offense take 11 guys doing their job every time. And, and every mistake that one guy makes is it amplifies. It can make or break a play at any time. Well, I don't think anybody was disappointed with last night's effort that you guys gave. Um, the outcome, 21-14. In a big scheme of things, who cares? Um, it, it's the effort. The fact that it was, uh, yeah, you two care. Yeah, that's that. We're you still do within the twenty-four hours. We can care about. It. Yeah, you you care. You want to win. That's why you play the game. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the big picture, uh, whatever Nate did to get this game pulled off was uh, great at Bobcat Stadium. Um, you guys, you three, may or may not think it's a big deal. Um, I thought it was a big deal. Uh, my son who looks up to you three and the rest of you guys on the team thought it was a really big deal, uh, especially for him to be as close to you, to the bench, as he was. That was a big deal. Uh, your son, Coach, was down on the field, and Linton Jett's kid was down on the field. It was a big deal to them. And to the fans who showed up, uh, it, it was amazing. Uh, it was just the, the neatest atmosphere that I have seen since I've been here. Um, and I hope that you guys can appreciate the atmosphere of the game as much as playing in it. Yeah, I just I want to speak to having uh, Nate has been just a huge deal for our football program. And what he put together last night was a big deal. It was a big deal for the program. I think it was a big deal for our players and a big deal for the school and the effort that these guys put out there um, I think it really like shows the amount of effort that Nate has put into turning around this program for us to be competitive with another class A program when just three years ago or how many years ago we had forfeited seasons where we're playing just JV and, and now we're playing at Bobcat Stadium in competitive games that come down to the last minute. That That's a huge deal, and I'm, I'm gonna say 90% of that leadership came out of that athletic director's office. He, I mean, words can't put in how much, how much I appreciate the support we get from him. Um, Tucker, I think, I asked you this last week, I asked these other guys, Cole and Ryan this. Um, one of the things that has been said by some people in, in town is uh, this is a lost season. That you're playing a collection of a JV team and uh, Class B and uh, schools who aren't in your conference. Um, Ryan you told me at the beginning of the year of practice, um, one of the things that you had said was, what do you what do you expect you guys to do? Go up against five conference teams that all made the state, that all made state last year, and get rough. Um, whereas this way you guys can play, like Coach already said, competitive games, you give up, yeah, you give up the playoffs, but you weren't going to make the playoffs playing against Billing Central and Harvard now. Um, does this seem to possibly give a false sense of security to eighth graders who will be coming up to uh, Park High next year uh, playing this type of schedule, or does it... Um, men in their minds that it can be you guys can be competitive you know uh, so I don't think it's a false sense of hope at all because from what we've done from like this year uh, from last year to this year has been like night and day difference I'd say Butte Central is probably on par with like Harden and Lockwood from last year and last year we lost by 40 to each of them and this year against Butte Central I'd say uh, their front line was probably better than both of those teams combined, and we kept it within a seven-score game. 
Um, I don't think it's uh, going on that. I don't think it's uh, false at all because, um, like, as um, history shows, um, Laurel, Laurel and all of them are going to have some down years coming up. And who, who knows, their down years could be whenever those eighth graders coming up are going to be juniors or seniors. Um, and that's, yeah. Cole, this year, um, again, as a fan, has been the most exciting year in, in a long time. Um, as someone, as a player, um, does it matter to you to play competitive football, to play these exciting games, and to win, to have a couple wins, um, or <clears throat> have a shot at making the playoffs? I mean, obviously winning is exciting, and it's very exciting for the fans and like the younger generation, like the eighth graders. I think seeing us win is going to bring more people to the sport because they see how how we celebrate after and they want to be part of that so I think they're going to want to try harder to win and yeah like as a senior doing down, doing what we did at first I was pretty I was kind of upset about it because playoffs I've, like, I've, I've loved football my whole life and making uh, playoffs has always been a really big goal of mine but I, I, I understand why we made this and I think it's going to help in the long run Coach, last thing, a couple, couple last notes. Um, I'd be remiss if, if I didn't ask you to touch on your defensive coordinator and the, uh, the job he's done with these three guys and uh, the rest of the defense. So he, he's been huge to come into the program back then. When I started coaching at Park High, his, his dad was the head coach, and me and him were assistants together. So... When I heard he was back and here full time, and he was the first guy I asked, and it was about making, he, he obviously has to shuffle his schedule to make it happen, but I can tell you the way he prepares our team and the way he prepares for the week has been just huge for me. Night and day difference for me personally, because I can turn over a side to the ball to him and know that we are prepared the best. I. I think Livingston's really lucky to have Landon Williard as a coach here because he could be coaching at a, at a lot higher level programs and fit in perfectly. And uh, Linton Jett, yep. he uh, was recently named the uh, Park High Rangers wrestling coach. Yep. Uh, Tucker, you're going to be wrestling for him next year. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? Um, I think it's cool he got the job, and I'm looking forward to the season. All right. Uh, today we uh, were hosted by Gil Goods. Guys had a couple pizzas, uh, some good grub, and uh, that'll about wrap it up. Thanks a lot for uh, appearing on the Coach's Corner, Coach. Thank you. Yep. Thank you.